You've got a fire in your belly, a passion to serve and an insatiable drive to contribute. You know that if you can just get your message in front of the right people, you can change lives. But where to start? There are so many options, so many moving pieces. You get bogged down, overwhelmed, frustrated, while the burning desire to serve others consumes you. I know, I've been there. And these days I bring life-changing impact and value to people's lives through the creation of books, funnels, online courses and coaching programs, and virtual summits. This is the Call to Serve podcast. I'm Tim Cooper, and this is my journey. I am reading a fantastic book at the moment by Myron Golden called From the Trash Man to the Cash Man. And in that book, he talks about the four income models. And in today's episode, I'm just going to concentrate on the two lowest, most undesirable income models and how they relate to to me and my personal experience. So firstly, it's having a job. Swapping your valuable time, a lot of your valuable time, for a little bit of your employer's money. And obviously, it's going to be very hard for you to get ahead financially. It doesn't even matter if you're in a, in a high-income job. You're still restricted by time. And then there's the owning a job. And oh my goodness, could I relate? Like when I... When I read that, I went, oh, yes, I remember when. So a few years ago, I was working full-time as the director of communications at a natural health college. And I could see things not really going well moving forward. The owners of the, the college were reluctant to let go of their old ways. In fact, they were still using paper-based methods for ledgers and for recording stuff. And I was trying to get them over onto a computer-based system and they were fighting tooth and nail. And even though we moved them forward, I was doing a lot of the marketing for them, the classes were full. They were always pushing, pushing, pushing to move back. It was like a complete circle. Uh, we get them up and everything is, is moving really well and then they just wanted to go back to the old ways. So I was getting quite frustrated. And then during that time, I decided to do some work on a, a gig site as a freelance graphic designer. And being a marketer, I got a lot of work very quickly because I not only could I design stuff, but I could design it from a marketing perspective. And so I started to develop all those 3D assets, like funnel assets, 3D mock-ups of, of books and courses, you know, this, you know, the computer screens and that sort of stuff. Sometimes I had to actually design the book covers as well and, and design the covers that would be put on the screen. And so I had built that to a point where I was making as much income doing the graphic design work as I was doing my full-time job. And I was doing the graphic design work at night and, and on the weekends. So I decided I was going to, it was a good time. I'd basically replaced my income, move out, you know, quit my job at the school, 
which was obviously not going to lead anywhere and go full-time as a freelancer in graphic design. And look, to be honest, a lot of my customers were happy with the first design I created for them. And the majority of them were happy after a couple of revisions. But oh my gosh, I, um, I ended up swapping one boss for 50 or more really demanding, wouldn't be happy in heaven clients. Just, just would not. And I made a mistake initially to say unlimited revisions. And as I said, a good number of my clients were either happy with the first images that I, that I prepared for them or happy after one or two revisions. But some of them were just, you just could not make these people happy. And then even after you know, 10 revisions, then they'd, they'd ask for their, their money back. So that was a major headache. And it, was also, it also became a problem for me because I was getting so much work. At that stage, my, my services were the highest rank gig in that category on that particular site. So I had the highest ranked graphic design gig on the site. So I had to bring on another graphic designer to cover the work. And then, you know, it, it just got to a point where it, it became unscalable, just, just the stress and, and just the, the, the demands. It was horrible. So I, I, I went from having a job to, to owning a job. I couldn't scale. Yes, I was making good money, but at, at, at a cost, <laughs> at a cost to my sanity. And then eventually what happens is uh, I used to go road running regularly during the week and, and one day I was running and my foot went down a, a hole. There was grass, my foot went down a hole and I went Superman style flying through the air, landed on the road and um, I broke my shoulder. So I couldn't do that anymore and that was probably a, a gift in disguise. So by the time my shoulder had recovered to a point where I could actually do design work again, uh, the, the gig side had been just taken over by people doing stuff cheap. So anyway, so, so that was my experience of swapping one boss for 50. But I learned, I learned my lesson. Firstly, never offer unlimited anything. So if you're going to offer revisions or updates or edits, limit it to a a reasonable number like three and if they want more after that then they've got to pay it also then encourages them to be very clear in their revision requests so they're not just asking you to do one small change at a time that they'll put all their changes together so you can do everything at once which is still one revision and then it, it really taught me to sort of start setting some boundaries but i didn't <laughs> I didn't learn my lesson completely. But in that year that I left the, the college, that's where I launched my first summit, the Global Wellness Professionals Marketing Summit. And that was launched after I saw that, that gap in the market with talking to a lot of massage therapists, because a lot of massage therapists who were out in practice would still come to the college to upskill, to learn more, more skills and more techniques and that sort of stuff. And just, hearing about the way that they were, were struggling out in the marketplace and also thinking back to when I first went into the private practice and, and the struggles I had until I got my marketing down and, and my 
referral network around me and everything else. So that's when I uh, partnered up with my co-host, Gail Wood, and we put together the summit. And that was like two months of hard work with no money because that was all the prep work. But that summit was very successful and, and we've run those summits every year. And so I had, I had these, and now I had these digital assets. I had these, these recordings and these websites that made money without me having to do anything. I thought, hey, that's pretty cool. And I had created online courses in the past as well, so I was no stranger to that, but I thought, well, that's, we're on a winner here because with a summit, you can grow a responsive email list very, very quickly. So it, it was, a, to, to my mind, summits and challenges are the best way to, to, you know, to build a list, build reach, build authority, and you know, generate income. But moving on. So in 2020, I started an SEO agency and, was a, and I was doing work for a number of, a number of clients, but you know, work started to peter off when, when COVID hit. And I ended up, towards the end of 2020, I ended up getting a, a client, it was a skincare company here in Australia that was selling the majority of their stuff through online shopping channels and that sort of stuff. And they wanted to, to, they wanted to move away from being dependent on the online shopping channel, oh, sorry, on the, on, on the TV shopping channel um, and, and start to, to grow their presence in the marketplace and, and generate more sales on the, on the website. So there was a lot of work involved there. So I quoted them that it was going to be $6,000 a month. And that way I knew how much work would be involved and I could still maintain other clients. And so they came back and renegotiated and said, well, what if we give you $4,000 a month and 10% of the sales revenue that you generate? I said, cool, even better. But they were such a nightmare and so demanding. They thought that if they were paying me a retainer and, they, and to their mind, they thought $4,000 a month was a lot of money, even though this was a multi-million dollar company, they thought paying me $4,000 a month was a lot of money. And so the, the demands, the, the phone calls coming in at all hours of the day, and I even had to, had to set up my phone to go silent at 8 p.m. because I wake up in the morning and there'd be missed calls that were coming at two, three, four o'clock in the morning where the owner of this business wanted to talk to me. What's to go there? And then when I'd, I'd see them, she'd say, I tried to call you last night and you didn't answer. And I just sort of look at her and change the subject. I mean, what planet are these people on? So it's the absolute demand. And it got to a point where they just were demanding so much of my time. And the work I was doing was then going outside of the scope of what I was initially contracted to do. So there was scope creep there and I ended up having to do the product shots and, and just uh, setting up because of COVID, she couldn't go into the studio. She couldn't go into TV studios, so she had to do her shows remotely. So I had to go there and set up the cameras and a license and stuff so she could do it. So just all this, all this additional stuff that wasn't part of my initial uh, scope of, of contract. And uh, they were still sort of whinging about the $4,000 a month and, and they were taking so much of my time I, and, and my energy, my stress levels were through the roof. I'd sort of be walking around shaking. I couldn't take on any extra clients. So now I got to this really dangerous 
situation where I only had one client and what happens if I lose that one client? But now I was stuck because I didn't have any other clients and they were my only income source. And then one day she turns around and she says, you know, Tim, when this other person involved with the company made that agreement with you that you'd get 10% of, of sales, he, it's not, it wasn't his decision to make. It's not his company. He wasn't authorized to make that decision. So we're not going to pay you your 10%. By that time, I had generated on their website, I generated over $250,000 in sales. So 10% to me was, no, was, was over 200, sorry, was over 25,000. So, so they just sort of just plucked 25,000 straight out of my pocket. And so that just totally disincentivized me. I didn't work so hard anymore for them. I still did bits and pieces. And that wasn't even to, like I used to promote when she was going on TV as well. So that wasn't even counting the sales that came in through the TV channels from the people that we funneled through social media and email to the shows. So I was pretty, I was pretty fed up. And then in the... Uh, July of uh, 2021, I had my first heart attack. And then in at the end of I think September, I, I sacked them. <laughs> I sacked them as clients. I couldn't, no, I didn't have a hospital. My stress levels was, I, I just, they would have ended up killing me. So that's two areas that you just don't want to be involved in. You like, Sure, no, have a job, but be working on something on the on the outside that you can transition to if you want to get away from your job. It's, it's, it's too dangerous to sort of step out like people have got bills to pay and everything else. But make sure that if you are going to leave a job for working for yourself, that you're going into something that you're not actually now just owning a job, that you that firstly nothing happens if like if you don't work, nothing happens. If you're not consulting, you get no money. Make sure that you're going into a, an area where you're not working with people who are just wearing you out, using you, and just making your life an absolute misery. Because you can replace one boss who does that with countless bosses out here who are doing that. And it's, it's not nice. It's not pleasant, I can assure you. You've got to look at scale too, because in both those situations, it all involved my time. And you can't scale by yourself. You've only got limited time and there is only so much you can charge. And when I was doing graphic design, yes, I was charging more than other graphic designers, but I was bringing more than just graphic design. I was bringing my marketing know-how so that those funnel assets, so those, those mock-ups that they were putting on their, their screens, they look absolutely professional, but they were also coming from my marketing knowledge as well that I, that I know what works so I could charge a bit more. But even no matter, there's still a similar how much you can charge. So your scalability isn't there. So I would highly suggest that you move to the other income model, which is creating assets like books, courses, coaching programs, summits, challenges. These things, like courses, you can create once and just sell many times. And even if you then get people to come on as JV partners and affiliates and you give them 40% or half the money, 
it doesn't matter because there is no time or cost involved to you for you to deliver. You just set up a funnel and it just runs through automatically and next morning you wake up and there's money in your account. Group coaching, get on you know, group coaching call once a week and then you know, put a little uh, training program like coursework behind it. These things you can make good money quickly while serving a lot of people. Like all of a sudden, I'm not just restricted to, to serving one, two, ten people. Now I can serve and help a lot of people. A lot of people can benefit because the stuff's online, it's available anytime, anywhere, it doesn't matter what time zone they're in, they can access it. And as I said, I have helped thousands of wellness professionals around the world just by publishing summits and, and courses and re, then repurposing all the stuff we had from the summits, putting it out there in different formats. So once we, once we did that initial, say for the first summit, that, that initial two months work where there was no income because it was all planning. Once we had the actual summit live, that's where we made the, the bulk of the money from the summit. But then we went on and we repurposed that. We, we created uh, print books and, and Kindle books on, um, no, from, no, from the transcripts, we, no, we bundled stuff up for special holidays like Black Friday. So we reused that uh, over and over again. And then the next year we had another summit. And then I think we skipped 2020. We did, we did no, I think we skipped 2021. So, so, so we did a summit in, in 18, 19, 20. We skipped 21 because we were targeting wellness professionals and things weren't going well in that industry. And, there was a lot of stress anyway, and then, uh, and this year we're we're doing another one as well. And at the moment we're working on an evergreen funnel, which we're which is called the best of, where we're where we're bringing in thirty of the best, most popular uh, summit presentations in a best of series, and that's going to be an evergreen offer. So just you can see that when you put the work in and create the assets, they will continue to work for you. And then you don't have to worry, like if you want to take a day off, if you want to take a week off, if something happens to you, your income will continue to tick over. So once again, I hope you, hope you found that, that useful. Uh, please don't fall for the same, the same traps that, that I and so many people, other people have, because oh, seriously, you don't want to end up in the hospital with a heart attack. <laughs> Nobody does. Anyway, so... If you're watching this on YouTube and you haven't done so already, please hit the subscribe button and the, and the little bell. And uh, so if you found it valuable, thumbs up. Any questions or feedback, I'd love to hear from you. Just drop them below. If you're listening to this on another podcast platform and you found value, please follow the show, give it a review. If there's a way for you to reach out via the platform, please do so. Otherwise, you can always reach me at tim at timcooper.au. That's tim at timcooper.au. Also, about now, there should be a, a playlist popping up over here. Once again, if you're on, on YouTube, uh, you can see all the previous episodes. Okay, guys, that's it. Until tomorrow, you take care.